Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. Imagine waking up at the last minute and then basically rushing out the door, grabbing a coffee, and then you get stuck in traffic, which makes you late for work. Okay, then because you're coming late for work, you miss your deadline, your boss is extremely angry and upset with you. Now you miss lunch because you're having to catch up because you're behind. Um, And then you have to work late because of the fact that you're behind. And once you finally finish work, you leave work and you get stuck in that evening traffic. You struggle through the traffic, trying to arrive home. You get home. Um, and your spouse is upset because you're late, you miss dinner, and you start to argue, and you eventually go to bed completely relieved that the day is over. Now imagine doing this day in, day out for five days out of the week, basically just living and waiting for the weekend to be able to rest um, and recover and just relax. But the problem is, being like this 70% of the week doesn't outweigh the 30%, basically that you're waiting to get to, that's the weekend, to try and get that relaxation and feel basically calm and relaxed. Now we repeat this every single day, basically over and over again for months and years and sometimes even decades. And this, guys, is what we call stress compounding. One thing after the other, things just stacking up on top of each other, causing us to be stressed in the long term. That also then leaves us living in this reactive state almost all of the time. Now, not everyone's day is like that one, granted, but everybody has different stressors. Everybody's dealing with different things in their everyday life. And, you know, if we don't address them, they add up over time, right? So unless you've learned to deal with your emotions or your stress like really, really well when you're a kid, when you're in those developmental phases, which to be honest, like most people don't, most people are kind of in these environments where they're being exposed to parents who don't necessarily know how to deal with stress as well. And we learn that, right? Rightly or wrongly, that's just what we're exposed to and we grow up almost imitating what we've observed. So it's highly likely that you listening to this has actually been in an environment where you haven't necessarily learned how to deal with stress in the most effective ways and the chances are you have been compounding stress since you was a baby you've been almost like collecting it so literally i want you to imagine that imagine yourself like every time that you feel stress right or any kind of negative emotion in your life you literally collect like a small rock to symbolize that negative emotion or that stress. So you just get one rock every time you feel stressed, then you put it in like this big backpack that you have to carry around forever. And bear in mind, you've had this since you're a baby. So every time you've cried, every time you've been stressed or angry about something, anytime you felt scared, you put this little metaphorical rock in this backpack, okay, and you carry it around with you because that's what happens in stress compounding. It adds up, it adds up, it adds up. And the thing is, we now need to like start thinking about how heavy that gets over time. Because if we're carrying around all of this emotion, right, it, we, we're going to really start to feel that add up. We're going to feel the heaviness within ourselves, within our actions, within our thoughts, within our feelings. And this is what exactly what stress compounding is. So we're carrying around these big metaphorical rocks of stress in our bodies instead of an actual backpack. So that energy that comes from all of these different emotions or these stressors 
we keep that energy inside of our body and then our body then gets affected mm. our mind and our body but physically stored okay within us definitely and guys more often than not when clients come to us they they have compounded so much stress that is it's causing them a real a big 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 problem isn't it Oh, big time, right? For, for example, like we have people come to mm. us that are overwhelmed, like just with mm. life completely, so yeah. much so they're not even enjoying it. More often than not, it leaves them feeling anxious or just uh, like almost like just on edge completely, sometimes depressed, sometimes even experiencing physical pain or tension um, in their bo- physical bodies as well. Um, and they've just compounded so mm. much stress over time that they're sometimes feeling paralyzed and don't know what to do. Um, and it's affecting their relationships with their loved ones, with their work performance, with their ability to actually achieve their goals as well. Definitely. And we're not like just sitting here telling you all about stress and what we think about it. We've actually been through this yes, ourselves. Okay. And all humans, almost all humans go through this. Okay. So if you're, if you're experiencing this or you're kind of relating to what we're saying, you're not alone. So many people go through this all the time. Uh, for me, I, I used to work in the corporate fitness uh, world and I remember being in, looking back now, in a state of stress for like over a decade. Okay, And there was a period of that, like a six-month period where it was at its kind of strongest. It was at its height of stress. Um, and that's when I moved to a new job in corporate fitness. And I remember basically working 15, 16 hours a day, six days a week. And even on my day off, I would still be thinking about work. Um, and the reason I worked that much is because I just didn't trust people around me to do their job. So I always had to think I had to micromanage them, um, which obviously I didn't, but that was my belief at the time. And that caused me more stress. And because of that, I would get home extremely late. And by the time I've eaten, gone to bed, got up again, I'd have probably four or less hours of sleep because I'll be back in at 5 a.m. the next morning. Um, and that would just, obviously every day, I'll just get more tired and more um, agitated and more frustrated and angry. Um, and more, t- well, definitely tired. I was exhausted. And I used to try, try combat that by, again, the classic work hard in the gym. I would, I would kill myself in the gym trying to release all this stress, but I'd actually make it worse by adding it on. And then I would drink literally nine to 10 cups of coffee a day. Oh, I was yeah. overdosing on caffeine so much. And to the point where I could drink a cup of coffee, I could fall asleep within 10 minutes. Like that, the, the caffeine had no effect on me whatsoever. I was literally, my body was just in a state of chaos. And I just remember those first six months. I lived like that day in, day out for six months before I got to realize that like, I got to the point where I, I thought my whole body was just breaking down, really. It was nuts. I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Mm. I know I can, for sure, mm. except the coffee part. Yeah. Um, but, like, for real, like, it's, it's so, so common. I'm curious to know, like, how did you feel, like, emotionally? Mm. What was going on for you? Oh, God. <laughs> A range of emotions. So anger was my big one. Uh, it was my kind of go-to emotion. I used to get angry a lot um, and frustrated, snap at people. Um, obviously, hateful as well as another one. It's not something I'm obviously proud to admit, but I definitely had times of feeling um, hateful towards situations and people. Uh, definitely critical all the time. Sarcastic was my defense mechanism. Um, definitely, because yeah, that kind of took me into that feeling of or oh, like insecurity. I'll use sarcasm to get over that insecurity and I would be constantly in pain 24-7. My like body, I just remember at the time, was just so inflamed, my joints, my muscles, from the amount of work I was doing, the lack of sleep, the amount of exercise. It, my whole body was just in pain, which obviously affected the way I think as well. And that just kind of led to me wondering, am I good enough to be where I am? Am I good enough to do what I'm doing? 
just imagine those emotions, thoughts, feelings, perhaps you can relate to it, being in that state, in this one big melting pot, stirring them all up together day in, day out for months at a time, even longer potentially, is an absolute recipe for disaster that is never going to end well, right? So, guys, what we're thinking about here is those individual thoughts and those feelings and those kind of behaviours, they all get tangled up right they all get put into the big mix right and anger doesn't come on its own right like john said like anger came with sarcasm it came with tiredness and the effects of everything just worse and worse and worse and to the point where he actually started to hate the people that he was around or certain situations right so it's all of these elements pulled together that causes us to kind of like react this way okay and ultimately like we start to attach these different meanings like he said there like he's like it's a question if he's good enough but he's amazing at what he did right but he was questioning it because of all of these other th feelings and thoughts that were going on in and around his body and his head right so essentially we need to start becoming a bit more aware of those meanings we're attaching as a result of all of these things that we're feeling and make sure that they don't remain tangled up so true and for me i just I didn't like who I was becoming, okay? My identity was shifting and I felt like I just couldn't stop it. This was all these feelings and thoughts really getting tangled up, okay, getting messed up until I got to my tipping point. That's when it really hit. Right, so a tipping point for anybody that isn't sure in this context is when like enough is enough, right? You've had enough of feeling a certain way, you're just tired of it, you're sick of it, and something has to change. Now, most people have reached this point at some point in their lives in some regard, or they're on their way to reaching it as well, right? And essentially, we don't have to wait until we literally have no other choice but to change. Definitely. And I, I, was, I remember questioning what I was doing and the way I was doing things. And I was thinking, there must be another way. Okay? Like, surely things in life shouldn't be this hard. Okay? It was like everything was such a struggle. And I had to be honest with myself and say that I, this is not who I wanted to be. And this is when I started my journey on self-development and self-discovery. I started surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who I wanted to be like. Um, and pe I really kind of wanted to realign my life and I started to do that deeper work. Absolutely, you did. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, and listen, guys, before we talk to you about how to untangle these emotion, thoughts, feelings, um, and how to stop stress compounding in the first place, it's really important that you start to understand what happened if we actually don't. Right? In other words, if you're listening to this episode and you're feeling some of these things and you can really relate to it, but you don't do anything about it, you could be at risk. Exactly. And we all have a capacity for stress, but it's when it gets full these are some of the like negative effects that can really take place. Yeah, definitely. So the first one to share with you is our ability to handle stress or to deal with stress becomes hindered completely. We get so to the point we're so off the wall with stress that now we can't even kind of keep our head above water and actually deal with the everyday stuff that's coming up. Definitely. And we stop thinking and acting resourcefully. We start actually just doing things that don't make sense. And when you actually act in a way that is unresourceful, you st uh, when you actually do kind of take time to think about it, you start, why did I do that? It's like, it, like, it doesn't seem to make sense to you. And that's what happens. We stop thinking acting resourcefully. Um, and it's just everything kind of just goes on a downward slope. Which leads in perfectly to behaving in ways you wouldn't otherwise choose, mm. right? If you, you start to do things that are not who you are, like John said in his example, he, mm. he was questioning, he was like, he's questioning his identity, right? He's behaving in ways that they'd never seen before. <laughs> that's, that's not cool, right? And that's what's going to happen when you hit 
and start to go over that threshold of your stress capacity. Exactly. And uh, one kind of major thing that happens is the intelligent part of your brain switches off. And that happened massively for me because I would be doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. And I'd be wondering, why, why, why is this not happening? Why is this still not happening? Why are people still not doing what they're doing? Um, and I would always blame them. And that's my intelligent part of the brain switching off. Go Instead of thinking resourcefully, it would start then pushing out there, blaming other people. Um, and that unintelligent part would um, kind of come in the, like the, was like the five-year-old part of your mind would start just blaming and acting a bit childish to It's, it's when, when you start sort of like regretting that yeah. you said something. It's because in your right mind, if you were completely calm, you would never say such a thing to exactly. a person, right? Yeah, but if, if you're at that point where the intelligent part switched off, whoa, oh, yeah. say goodbye to that part, part exactly. of you. Um, cool. So the next one, guys, is that it literally kills your brain cells and reduces the size of your brains. So the latest neuroscience is showing this over and over again, is that you have all this toxic energy and chemical inside your body is literally killing off the most important parts of, of who you are. Definitely. And chronic stress has a shrinking effect on the prefrontal cortex of your brain, which is the area responsible for memory and learning. So basically, do you go through your day struggling to remember just the simplest things? And even when it comes to learning, you're just like, oh, I can't take this in. I can't retain it. That's your, you're in stress. Like you're, it's shrinking your prefrontal cortex. And that's because it's not getting enough oxygen to your brain to be able to then, again, come back into that intelligent part of the brain, which can remember and can learn. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, no surprise, all of this can lead to massive, massive health issues like headaches, high blood pressure, poor sex drive, fertility issues, classic anxiety that most people kind of deal with and accept on a day-to-day -day basis even though there's no need to, uh, tense muscles, um, insomnia, uh, just to name a few. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And it, the American Institute of Stress basically done a study and they showed that 33% of people report extreme stress. I guess extreme 77% of people report, um, report the effects of stress on their physical health. And 73% report the effects of um, stress on their mental health. Now, if you think about the amount of people, okay, and you take that set over 70%, that is a huge number of people that are um, suffering with stress on a daily basis that just don't need to. And they're the ones that have been part of the study. Imagine more. Yeah you know that are out there that haven't. haven't expressed that right mm. but they're feeling and experiencing it every single day and this doesn't need to be you it just doesn't no. like that's that's the fact it's a reality it's like you you have the control to be able to do something about it so if you can relate to anything we talked about in this episode today there are two key things that you need to do right now number one is a short-term solution for you so this is um which will help take action and help you um, kind of deal with stress on a daily basis it's like your go-to tool to help you stop the compounding effect okay so it's a deal with in the moment uh, it's a daily go-to tool for stress relief like yoga um, like breathing journaling etc stuff like that helps as a go-to tool now you can check out our previous episodes that we've already done, which are full of in-depth examples and practical tools. For example, we've got episode 42, which is stress busting. Again, we talk about that and give you some really good practical tools of how to bust stress in the moment. Um, and episode 44, where we deal, we teach you how to deal with overwhelm. Okay, and again, we provide more practical tools there on how to deal with that stress and overwhelm. And episode 46 is, is stress really a choice? Okay, this is where, again, we go into that concept of you don't have to be stressed. And we, again, share with you 
practical tools, easy to use in the moment, go-to tools that you can do to get rid of your stress and, and will reduce your stress massively. So guys, the second thing that you need to do off the back of this episode is one, start to deal with the sort of short-term stuff like John's just mentioned, so you're stopping that compounding in its tracks. The second thing you need to be doing is start to address the long-term stress compounding that you've already experienced, okay? And this is to help you get rid of any unnecessary stress for good, okay? And this involves letting go of all the past stress that you've compounded until now. So remember the backpack full of those metaphorical rocks from earlier that was full of the stress and the negative emotions that were in your backpack and you was carrying them around whilst it was getting heavier and heavier over the years? Well, this is where we learn to let go of the heaviness that we just don't need. We don't need to be carrying it around, right? Because remember, when we do, it gets tangled up even more and worsens the effects of stress. So long term is where you now need to be looking. And guys, we specialize in doing this with our clients, okay? which is why we can guarantee lasting change and living a stress-free life when they are done with our coaching. Okay? We use a combination of hybrid techniques to create a blueprint, which makes this very, very simple by breaking it down into four phases. Yeah, we guys, we call this the four-phase human blueprint. I'm sure you've already heard of it before. If you haven't, this is what we help our clients basically go through and we guide them through this process where they can let go of any kind of stress compounding they've ever experienced and it really helps them to solve any problems that they're experiencing um, in the present moment so basically what we do is we we take them first through a discovery phase this is where we uncover the root of their stress and we basically identify the moment where they started stress compounding in the first place Okay, then we take them through what we call reset phase, and that's where we help them to discharge that stress. It's where we help them to let go of any kind of unresolved negative emotions, let go of any patterns or habits that are just not serving them. And then we take them through what we call an alignment phase, okay, which is where we ensure our clients are thinking, feeling, behaving in a way that they want to, in a way that is aligned with where it is they actually want to be. And then finally, we take them through this future-proofing phase, which is where they start to learn and make sure they have all the tools so that they don't ever compound stress again in their lives so they can move forward with clarity, feeling healthier and happier in their lives. Nice. And to, basically, to let go of unnecessary stress for good, you must do the deeper work that's necessary and let go of the stress that is compounding up until now. Now, we wish that we could just reel off a step-by-step for you um, on how to do this on this um, on the podcast. But there are a few realities um, at play here. Number one being some people just aren't at the action-taking stage yet. So they're just thinking about change and not ready um, to kind of do anything about it. Number two is it's a, it's a unique journey, okay? And it's not a generic process. So that means everyone is individual. And we can't just do a copy and paste, okay, for everyone. It's got to be individual and unique to you. And number three is for safe and effective results, it should always be practiced with a qualified coach live. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody tells you you can work through this stuff kind of like from a distance, as in like through just random videos and this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. is probably maybe selling yourself short of some of the results that you could be experiencing. Mm-hmm. So listen, if you kind of don't fall into those three that John just mentioned, um, and you actually really do want to eliminate your stress once and for all, reach out to us so that we can help you go through that so that mm-hmm. you can stop your stress compounding, <laughs> right? So before we go, listen, we really want to share with you um, basically some of the most common mistakes of stress compounding that we see people make over and over again definitely and the first one is turning to alcohol we see this so much with people who are overstressed overwhelmed is 
they turn to alcohol thinking it's going to solve the problem. And the reason it feels good is because it numbs what's happening. You kind of forget about it temporarily. But the next day, the problems are still there. And more than likely, you're actually making it worse. Because obviously, you're, again, compounding more stress now because of the alcohol as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next one is working to exhaustion. Being mm-hmm. a martyr, wearing your kind of that stress and that working hard as the badge of honour. <laughs> that is not, again, going to end well. And it's mm-hmm. actually going to add to more compounded stress. Definitely. And the next one is working out to exhaustion. Okay, now this is like letting off steam through exercise. And this can be good, but not to such high intensity. So a lot of research has shown that uh, stressed people take twice as long to recover compared to non-stressed people. So it's all about the lower intensity um, exercise that is going to help with the stress, not the killing yourself in the gym until the point where you can't, you, well, you can't stand anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one that John mentioned earlier that he did was like uh, like relying on caffeine. Mm. And so many people do this, right? One coffee after the other, one coffee after mm. the other, and I get it. Most people love coffee, and it's like a big, big part of their day, especially having that first mm. coffee in the morning, and that's okay. But if you're already super, super stressed, you're adding more cortisol and more stress and chemical into the mix to a system that's already really, really struggling. And that's almost like just adding more fuel to a fire internally. And again, it doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, and the last one is losing sleep. Okay, so a lack of sleep boosts stress hormone, boosts your cortisol levels, and it makes you hungrier and it prevents you from recovering. Okay, it's a huge one that um, a lot of people who are stressed experience um, very erratic sleeping patterns and a complete lack of sleep. Basically, out of these five we just shared with you, four of those, so apart from the alcohol, the, the next four is what I was doing on a daily basis. These are the mistakes I was making every single day, every single month, every single year for like decades. Okay, And I know a lot of people who experience exactly the same. Um, and it did not... Oh, well, it ended well because I, was, I started to realize it and done the deeper work. But I know a lot of people where it doesn't end well because they're still in that after like 20, 30 years. Yeah, and if you're really, really ready to get out of that state and to stop this stress mm. compounding once and for all and move forward, we can help you do that with our four-phase human blueprint. Mm. Okay, so the first thing you need to do when this episode ends, if you're really serious about taking some action, reach out to us. Just drop us an email, send us a message, let us know that you need a hand and we'll be there to actually help you. Okay, so... Um, reach out to us we're here for you we're ready for you and we can remove all that stress compounding that you've already been doing up until now definitely so that's it from us today guys we thank you for watching and for listening and until next time much love and wellness bye if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode then share it with a friend who you think might benefit spread the word that's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other we appreciate you so much and as always unconditional love and wellness to you